Hello everyone, I'm Ryan Burnham. And I'm Cindy Halstead. And welcome to the first season of the We Want More podcast. We want to bring you real conversations, meditations, and share a little bit of the history of We Want More. We look forward to growing and learning in this beginning season with you. Thank you for joining us. This is Ryan Burnham, and in this meditation, we're going to take time to focus on the concept of home. So just find a place to relax away from distraction, quiet your heart and your mind. Just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. In John 14, 23, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Over the course of this meditation, I want to focus on three parts of your story and where you are. Really, your past and your concept that was developed when you were really little of home. And then currently, what do you see as home? Where do you belong? Where do you find rest and peace? And lastly, to focus on the future and where your heart is rooted in a place of hope and expectation for what God has for you. So to start, I want you just to imagine what home was like for you growing up. What comes to mind as you begin to think about home as a child? Is it a certain place? Is it people? Is it a room? What are the emotions that it it evokes? Fear, warmth, nostalgia. We have a promise in Psalm 68, five through six, that said God wants to be a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, that he sets the lonely in families and he leads out the prisoners with singing. And I believe no matter what your story is and what your home was like growing up, That God doesn't only want to enter in and make his dwelling with you now, but he also wants to go to that place in your childhood where you felt alone or disconnected or missed. And we all grow up in broken homes. 
But I want you to invite God into that place because I believe God doesn't just want to dwell with you in the present, but he wants to heal your past and he wants to give you vision for the future. And so as you think about what home was like for you growing up, just invite God into that place. And it's as simple as, Jesus, will you show me where you were in my home when I was a child? as God begins to show up in your past and in your story, I believe he also wants to meet you in the present. In Ephesians 3, 14 through 19, Paul writes, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the full measure of God's goodness. And again in James 1.17, he says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. And as you imagine what home looks like to you now, again, begin to feel the emotions that it evokes. Is it empty? Is it lonely? And in that place, I want you to ask God, God, what is your home like? I once heard it said that the difference between a house and a home was the people and the presence inside of it. And the Greek word for home actually means abode or dwelling place. And I believe the promise that we read in John 14, 23 that the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit want to come and make their home in our hearts is a picture of what our home is meant to represent. That it's a place of the dwelling of God. And sometimes we look to the Hollywood or the Hallmark version of home and in reality, we have access to a home right inside of ourselves that is the dwelling place of God. And as we allow Him to make His dwelling place in us, we become a dwelling place for the people in our own homes. 
and our presence isn't a presence of anger or fear or anxiety, but we carry with us the same presence that God has created in our heart. And we create spaces of peace, love, patience, kindness. But if we didn't grow up knowing a place that was safe and connected, sometimes it's hard for us to recreate that. And that's why it's so important right here and right now to begin to engage with God and invite His dwelling into our hearts as we learn what home looks like to our Father. And I want you to even imagine yourself in a house with God. The Father in the living room, Jesus in the kitchen, the Holy Spirit out in the yard. And begin to allow yourself to feel the emotions of what it would be like if God was dwelling in your house. What would the meal times look like? What would the fun and the laughter be like? Where could you sit and have a safe conversation, be seen and known? A place where you always felt like enough. A place where you could put the masks down. You could rest by the fire. It's these conditions and these opportunities that God wants to create in your heart. The safety and the place that we can fully be known. And again in John 14, Jesus leaves us with a promise that despite having access to God's presence here and now, that ultimately our home is in heaven with Him. And that we can set our hope fully, fully secure in the arms of the Father that He's going to have a place for us when we move on to eternity. He says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. That Jesus leaves us an invitation that despite our broken attempts to experience His home here on earth, that ultimately will end up in an eternity, in a place of connection and safety with a Father who creates such a beautiful home, a place that we can fully come alive in our identity as sons and daughters of the living God.
all the disciples lived with an expectation and a hope that this life wasn't the end. And when 11 out of the 12 were martyred, they were martyred with the expectancy that they were going to soon be at home with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit. And we too can walk through our days with an expectation that there's more. There's more beyond the end of time. That our life doesn't need to be the thing that we hang all of our hope on because careers end up disappointing us. Relationships don't fully meet our needs. It's in this place of eternity, this place that we're headed, that we were built for. In the Word, it says that we're sojourners here on earth, that we're aliens, and our hearts truly are at home in God's presence. So I want to end just by taking a moment and begin to think about eternity. What it will look like to forever live in the home of God. To wake up and have breakfast with all of our brothers and sisters. Have the Father greet us give us things to do that we will love and enjoy without the pain and disconnection that plagues our current situations. This isn't a place of escape. It's rooting our hearts in the reality of eternity. going to close in a prayer. Father, I pray that you would heal our hearts from the broken representation that we had as a child. That we would become places now that you dwell. That our hearts would begin to resemble your leadership and your culture as a father. And ultimately, that we would have hope no matter what our lives look like here on earth of dwelling in the home of the living God. That you have a room prepared for us and that you will return to take us to be with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.